Hi, I'm John Marn. I'm here today with Mike Capuccio, founder of NETR Inc., a heating and cooling company in Massachusetts with a focus on Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling products. Today we're talking about wall-mounted air conditioning costs. Welcome, Mike. How you doing, John? Good, thanks. So, Mike, what's the basic cost of, say, a ductless wall-mounted air conditioner, which does AC only and, and not heat? Okay, so John, that that's a loaded question, <laughs> very very good <laughs> very good question, but a very loaded question because the costs can vary based on two things is what I'm going to say. First off, is the the size of the system. What I mean by that is the BTU size, starting at about nine thousand BTUs up to thirty six thousand BTUs is available in air conditioning only. Second would be the complexity of the job, which is you know basically how long is the refrigerant lines and the drains and the electrical going to go from the indoor unit to the outdoor unit? And, you know, how hard would the electrical part of the job be? But, you know, with that being said, I mean, a basic 9,000 BTU air conditioning only system, you know, down and dirty system, pretty simple electrical work that's done, maybe 15 feet of refrigerant pipe, you know, starts at around $4,500 to $5,000, depending right now on, you know, what's going on and, you know, what type of equipment is available. Because, I mean, this same installation was probably around $3,500 a year ago or two years mm-hmm. ago. It's it's really gone up. It's gone up 20 to 30%. And then, I mean, going up into the bigger units, you know, into the 24,000s to 36,000s, I'm I mean, I'm seeing those upwards of, you know, $7,500 to $8,000 at times, depending on, again, complexity of the job, what type of electrical needs to be done on it. But I mean, you know, an average cost is around five to $6,000 in that area from, say, a nine to 18,000 BTU system at that point. Right. And like you said, if you have to, if this is going in a second floor of a house and you have to run up the pipe all the way up or you have to go through the basement and through a wall inside or something like that, that adds to that complexity. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it really, you know, is it, do we need to get a 40 foot ladder out on the job site? Is it two men a day? Is it three men a day? You know, what's involved in the labor side of it? I mean, and then again, I've seen jobs as easy as, hey, the the unit's going on the first floor. I can stand on my stepladder. I can drill the hole. One guy can do it. He can go outside, hook up the pipes of the condensers 15 feet away. And, you know, bingo, that's probably a $4,500 installation, you know? Right. Okay. So if you were to add supplemental heating capability to that system, uh, just, you know, a basic heating capability, how much does that add to that overall cost? And do you need different equipment for that? Or is that just something that you sort of flip a switch and turn on or? No, no, that's not flipping a switch, John. You definitely need a different outdoor condensing unit at that time. Um, That would be a heat pump. The other ones would just be an air conditioner. The air conditioner would not have the reversing valve in it that would be able to switch the system over to heat at that time. So you do need a different outdoor unit, definitely. And you'd be surprised because, you know, the, the additional cost for just supplemental heating are really not a lot of money. Most of the times it's usually around anywhere from two to three hundred dollars maybe four hundred dollars it's it's not as much as you'd really think it would be for just you know basic supplemental heat that will give you you know a heat pump that will give you full heating capability maybe down to say 35 degrees outdoor ambient temperature you know more of like a 
maybe something you'd use in a, you know, a three or four season room that, you know, you're only going to go out there maybe, you know, when it's that type of outdoor temperature, you know, that heat pump is not going to heat when it's extremely cold out. It's just not going to work. Right. So not the dead of winter, but it would cer- it would certainly work for fall and spring, that sort of thing. A basic heat pump without, you know, what we call a low ambient heat pump or a hyperheating system will only really give you full heat down, to, you know, about 35 degrees and, you know, at, 10 to 15 degrees, 17 degrees is really where they rate it. It's probably about 50% of the heating capacity of what the outdoor design unit BTUs are. So example, if you have a 12,000 BTU heating and cooling heat pump at, you know, at 10 degrees, it's probably only going to give you 6,000 BTUs of heat, which sometimes just is not enough heat for those areas. Right. But that's good to know that you could get the supplemental heat added for not a whole lot more money. And then you would be able to use it, you know, again, at least in the fall and spring, you'd be able to use it for some supplemental heating uh, and it, that that could well be worth it to, to spend those extra few hundred dollars. To, to, oh, to yeah. I don't know why someone would even really buy an air conditioning only system, to be honest with you. Mm. I mean, because, you know, I mean, even if you have the supplemental heat, God forbid something does go wrong with the heating system in the wintertime, you have some at least some type of heating that, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, when you really think about it, there aren't a lot of days that are really below 30 degrees once the sun comes out in the in the winter time. I mean, we might have maybe right. a handful. It's a handful of hours, really, maybe a hundred hours or so. So, mm-hmm. um, when you start thinking about that, so if you wanted to step up to what's called hyperheat, which gives full heating capacity down to minus five degrees. Uh, how much does that add to the system's cost? Now, this is going to really increase the cost of the system. You're going to see these on the single zone units. This is going to probably increase it anywhere from, say, $1,000 to $1,500, depending on, you know, the one-to-one systems. And when you get into the multi-zone systems, into the bigger systems, this is where the cost really start to go up because those condensers are, you know, much more money than a regular standard condenser because you are going to need what's called the branch box that's going to go with that. So you're going to need to have some additional piping, some additional components for that. But but that unit is going to give you the full heating capacity at the lower temperatures. So let's say that's a 48,000 BTU system outside, uh, the condenser that's going to sit outside and that actually can actually gives you more heat than it does cool. That's going to give you around 54,000 BTUs at five degrees. So, I mean, that's almost the same amount of heat that your furnace gives you at that point. So, but that is definitely going to raise the cost by, you know, anywhere from 3000 to $4,000 sometimes. And then what are some of the other factors that are involved in the, the overall cost of installing a wall-mounted air conditioner in your home? You, you mentioned already some of the complexity of the installation, whether you have to make long uh, runs with the pipes and things like that. What what are some of the other factors? I mean, there's a lot of other factors that are involved in those costs. I mean, how, again, how long are the pipe runs? How many pipe runs are going to be out there? What does what your electrical look like in your home? Do you need an electrical panel upgrade? Can we use the existing panel is the panel in an unfinished basement where, you know, you can just run wires across the ceiling and, you know, tack them up to the ceiling and, you know, drill a hole and get the wiring outside? Or is your ceiling finished in your basement? And you have to snake that ceiling. Now you can't just run wires. You're going to have to drill little holes, snake the piping over, you know, things like that. I mean, a lot of it is even too, you know, where do you live? You know, I always tell people, you know, I mean, people think that, you know, well, I live in downtown Boston. I, I live in a brownstone and, 
you know, well, just because I live in a brownstone, everything I do costs more money. Well, mm. it's it 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 is it is somewhat true, but uh, you know, when you explain to people why it does cost more money, because it actually costs us as a contractor more money to go there and perform the work. Mm-hmm. Something something that usually takes a day, most times in the city takes two days. Just okay. because of you know, if you live on the third floor or the fourth floor or the fifth floor, and we're you know having to go out onto the roof and run, you know, every, every time you go to get something or you need something, you, you're you're going up and down a flight of stairs three and four times, and you know that's takes time and right. You have to bring all that equipment all the way up those flights of stairs as well. Yeah, I mean, you you know, yeah. you're taking a heat pump, you have to bring it up a flight of stairs, you know, bring it out on a roof deck or whatever you're doing to to do these things. It's not like, you know pulling up in the suburbs and just backing my truck up into someone's driveway and, you know, ramping down the condenser, putting it on the two wheeler and wheeling it around the back of the house takes 15 minutes. Right. This is now going to take an hour and 15 minutes. And it's not that you want to charge the people more money. It's the additional labor that's involved in, in performing the function of the job. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. most places in the city, you know, you're going to be getting parking tickets during the day. If you're not a resident and you have to park there, I mean, I mean, these parking tickets sometimes are $100 a piece. Yeah, yeah, you, and you might have to get special permits special or something. Special permitting like. and everything like that. I mean, you know, it's not that we want to charge the people more money. We, we don't want to do that. I mean, but we have to because of the, you know, like I said, it takes, now it takes, a, anything that usually takes a day takes two days in the city. I mean, just just look at the, the, the time just takes you to get into the city now. I mean, I'm, everyone's back to work now. I mean, if you haven't right. been if you haven't been on 128 or on the on 93 in the morning, well, <laughs> go take a look again. It's it's all back. It's all there. All the people are back to work. I mean, I sat in 128 the other day for an hour. It's just like it used <laughs> to be. You know, I, I I mean, I come from you know from Beverly to to Boston sometimes, and it you know it's backed up to Peabody to Woburn, just like it always is. And then you you know you get a little break in Woburn, and it's, you know, it could take you two hours to get to the city sometimes. So I mean, these are all factors that slow down the progress of of the ability of a contractor to install things so it all affects the cost all right well that's really great information mike thanks again for speaking with me today thanks john and for more information you can visit the netr website at netrinc.com or call 781-933-netr that's 781-933-6387